Sunday morning football with Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. A look back at yesterday's college action and a preview of today's games. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. <laughs> yes, sir. On a Sunday morning, <laughs> we are live. No joke. And I hope you have coffee or tea. I hope you do. <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. This is uh, you, I'm more than beat up, beat up physically. Long day yesterday. Um, mentally, just from. <laughs> watching the game and then obviously just uh spiritually as well um <coughs> excuse me um you know the game last night i think you know you know of course when if you first get on the you know airwaves or on twitter you know it's raw emotion you know but when you really can sit back and think about it i think it's um sometimes you can look at it a little with it maybe a different perspective right and i think it was just like the first three games is just uh, i think it's accumulation you know of mm-hmm. it's bigger than this year you know what i mean i think it's just uh you know it's kind of like accumulation of you know stuff that uh kind of maybe was popping their, you know, their heads up above ground, but kind of where it wasn't busting always, all the way through. And I think, you know, we had the luxury, you know, in particular, you think about the defense, you had the luxury of, you know, guys that kind of knew the system, uh, played, a, you know, together for a while. Um, and then obviously you had Cam Taylor Britt, you know, on the outside. Then you had JoJo Doman that was kind of like a, you know, cleanup guy where, you know, he can kind of make some plays, even though, you know, say he's out of position, make some plays. And then you had uh, Dismuke and Williams where, you know, you had a good, like, safety tandem there. You had two guys actually, you know, that would hit you. You know, they, they both could tackle. Now, they, they could miss a couple tackles in the open field, but you knew throughout the season that's not going to be a lot. And then – but they knew how to play off of each other. And there wasn't anything that they hadn't seen – together so their communi- communication uh was next level so you've seen a little bit of that and then you've seen a little bit of um uh, you know the fundamentals are just you know that's what hit you know the, the, people think it's it's scheme and in ways it is it's fundamentals before it's scheme you know what i'm saying yep it's just like if for if you look at golden state oh well they're just gonna shoot your lights you know i mean they can shoot like let's there's no doubt about it they got two of the best you know shooters of all time but you know what they do better than anybody else fundamentally they do the things that you need to do to be scorers and and shooters right so what we're not doing is we're not playing good fundamental football and fundamental football could be just as simple alignment assignment aggressive those are just the three things that if you go say it again say it again uh, alignment Mm -hmm. assignment aggressive those are three things that coaches are in in a that are talking to middle schools about, mm-hmm. and these are things that, as a player, this is what you to just to give yourself a chance to make a play at major college football level. Those are the three things you have to do, and it doesn't matter your star ranking, how fast you are, big you are, or anything like that. Those are three things that you can control. Mm-hmm. Know where to align, know what your assignment is. 
in your assignment, your assignment, the person next to you, the person in front of you, the person caddy, you know, caddy corner, you know, you got to know everybody's assignment mm -hmm. and then you got to be aggressive. And then the last one is aggressive, right? So how do you become aggressive? There's, it's very, uh, I guess since I, I, I've watched or played the game, so I watch it a little bit different. So you can look aggressive, right? But you're not aggressive, right? So you could be running to the ball 100 miles an hour, but in your mind, you're still thinking, did I do the right thing? So you're, I wouldn't say you're going through the motions, you're doing the right thing, but did you do the right thing, right? And again, it goes right back to the first two, alignment. An assignment because it all goes after that everything seems to become easier you know what i mean and always talk to um players you know um you have to have a very realistic view of yourself first and foremost right and i'm talking when i was in the nfl right mm -hmm. and this is what nebraska is right now whereas like how i wouldn't say survival mode nfl is like <laughs> You want to get years under the, under your belt. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter who, you know, he's got a Green Bay jersey. You know, I'm not, I grew up a Vikings fan, Redskins fan. Hey, you paying? I'm playing. Right. right. So, so it's different. So you're in survival mode and you're trying to find ways to go out there as a sole proprietor to put your best, you know, f you know, game on film. So you're in survival mode. So then you got to really have a realistic view of yourself. You know, am I going to be a Hall of Fame player? Most likely not. Um, who's a, who's going to be, who's in the pro bowl all the time, Ray Lewis and Zach Thomas, junior say, what do I have to do to su supplant them to get there? Well, it's a, I gotta be on a winning team. You know, it's gotta be a lot of things that I don't control. Okay. Then what do I control? Right. It's alignment, assignment, aggressive, and who I am as a player, right? Have realistic view. Am I the biggest guy? Am I the fastest? What do I do? Well, right. All that goes into how you prepare for a game, and they're missing that. And what they need to do is, I want to say, you know, have more of a so – they do need to have more of a, of a survival instinct. You get what I'm saying? So it's like a street sense if you want. When you're out there on the field, you need to you know how to, like, band together and sit there instead of walking around and saying, okay, well, we're just going to run, you know, play, and I got to just, you know, be running up field. Well, why are you running up field? and the plays inside zone away from you and you're running way up field well then that makes the cutback lane extremely soft so what that does is allow the offensive lineman you know the guard and center to cave down either the three technique or two eye technique so then that lane is wide open well that's how you get that 67 yard run and then when he's up on a safety the safety has to take two or three yards of backpedal well here comes a good athlete coming full head of steam with a wide gap right he can he can run you over he can cut back and go across the field then he has a sideline he has enough room to even outrun you to the sideline so it's it's it starts early in survival or giving yourself the best chance to be successful starts before the plays even start called you know what i'm saying and I always tell like basketball players, football players, do everything that you need to do early so you can win late. And what that mean by that, okay, so how do you win early? Right? I'm I'm okay, well, I'm a former middle linebacker, so I'm calling the defense. I already have done my 
film study, situational football study. I've studied the opponent. I've studied the offensive line. I've studied the quarterback tendencies, running back tendencies, so forth and so on. And, and I did this in college. So I don't want to hear anything like about like you can't do it. Okay, It's about what you want to do. Again, to be good or be better than you have been, you have to give up something. <laughs> okay? There's people that do it all the time. I'm giving up sugar. I'm giving up caffeine. I'm giving up going out and doing something because they want to be better at something. It's no different right now. And these are hard lessons that they're getting they're getting taught on a wide or on a huge stage, which is in front of 90,000 people and on national TV, right? And so in order so you to win early, you got to do all those things. And then you got to do it for 70, 80 plays. And the only way that you can think under pressure like that is be truly prepared. That's where your survival instincts come from. You're you have you're you're trying to hunt people here. You're as a defender, you're hunting. You know what I mean? Sometimes you you gotta play a little coy and wait for your chance, right? Sometimes you gotta, you know, kind of chase them out of the bushes. And guess where I'm chasing them to? To DP or to my defender. You have got that we aren't playing with any survival instincts, natural instincts at all we're not thinking we're we're kind of just just going along and hoping you know what i mean and then you'll see a play here or there and stuff like that but it, it looks real choppy you know um you'll see like a db make plays but you're like dang if he didn't make that play that dude's gonna hit his head on the on the goalpost now partly that's their scheme right that they want to get you in a lot of one-on-ones we talked about it friday right this is a huge game for the second level because this team presents your kryptonite or what's been your kryptonite the first couple games in different form or fashions so they have good enough athletes that they're going to win some but we have to win more and they you know conversely georgia southern won a lot more than we did and um you know we anytime you, you get down there and get close and let the game be close I mean, these guys are on scholarship too. That game can't be close. That game can't be close. Like I, I, I asked this question yesterday: Is this the norm when you go to halftime tied against Georgia, Georgia Southern? Listen, if we had said three weeks ago and we took a screen grab and said in week three at Memorial Stadium in front of a packed house that any Nebraska football team in history is tied with Georgia Southern at halftime. That can't be the norm or accepted. Well, it can't be the norm. It's happened before. Um, 94, you know, we, Wyoming um, came in here and Washington State, you know, it was close. Well, Washington State's a power five. Right, but then. A Sunbelt uh, Conference on. bottom but, half team. But here, I was going to say, but after halftime, you gotta pay right well, then, you know we started to kind of get out of our own way i mean central florida which obviously when they had dante Culpepper, uh you know kept it close for a little while but i mean it, you know right now it's probably too frequent right here and you know like the offense was really really like it, i'd hate I, I hate getting on here and say well you know offense was scoring too fast <laughs> right i mean that really that's what really that's what it might have came down to like the only thing i could tell the offense which literally probably whipple and mickey and them were want to reach across the table and slap me like man y'all y'all score too fast slow down slow down <laughs> stop doing your job so good right but in a game but hold on 
sometimes in games like this, when you just think like you're just meeting, you're just is you're just off defensively. That's all you know. That's kind of it. But to be honest with you, I don't even think the offense was scoring fast because they they scored on a drive. It was twelve plays. They went like ninety eight yards. Ninety eight yards. Right. And, and I the- mean, you got to think about this. Last year, and, and granted, we have a small sample size of this year, uh-huh. but last year, pretty much besides the Northwestern game, it was. The offense would start, stall, wait to get gas picked up, and you just had to run five miles to get gas, start a little bit, and then the game's over. It was never nothing consistent, right? Well, through these first three games, you could say it's been pretty consistent. Now, the first half against North Dakota, but, you know, just for for people, would if you, if you said this is how our offense is going to be in the first three weeks of the of the season, we everybody would say we would be 3-0, correct? I mean, that's – we scored 42 points. Fair. We should never lose a game like that. Fair. Now, like I said, first thing that I could throw up at you is the Dolphins scored too fast. Then I had to check myself and said, no, they didn't. Because they went 12 plays, 90. I mean, that's enough time to make adjustments, get some Gatorade, get get re-energized and figure it out. And um, so I just think Wait it's. So I, I, wanna, I, wanna, I, want, I want that point to be made again. That in the most crucial of drives in that game, yes, the de- defense was on the sideline for six and a half minutes, and that's a long. A, that's, that's a with long a time. chance to change personnel, scheme, make adjustments, something, anything, to get off the field and save Jobs' season career. Yeah, I mean it was. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, look. Let's just say, when was the last time that we've had a ninety-eight yard legitimate drive under pressure? I mean, Michigan last year, Michigan State, Oklahoma, Iowa, Wisconsin, right? Hmm? We have the ball. We gotta go. Whether we had timeouts or not, I mean, they went down this last. They went right down the field. You know, defensively, yeah, they had tons of time to change uh, scheme and personnel. Um, but it's hard to change scheme when they're not doing doing the basics. You know, I, I mean, Farley said Farley's Farley's with us this morning. He goes, "Man, if they're killing us with the short pass play, bump and run, do something." Yeah, I mean, at, at some point in time, you got to do it. Um, I, I like I said, I don't know really know what their scheme is, what they were doing. Um, you know, we missed a lot of tackles again. Um, the get that led to explosive plays in the run game. I mean, one running back had a 67 yard run, other one had a 26 something yard run, multiple runs besides that. I mean, if you take uh the running back's 67 yard run out, he had nine, then he had nine uh carries for 72 yards. That's seven yards a clip, anyways. Mm-hmm. So he was they were killing you in the run game, anyways. And it was the same play, well, what, same why, three why, plays. Well, why would you not run the if? From their perspective, if you ain't stopping it, I'm gonna keep calling it. But how are you? How do you not adjust? Okay, well, it's so, not about adjustments. That's what. See, this is the thing that's funny. Is like, there's plenty of blame to go around, right? It, you know. But at the end of the day, getting off blocks, okay, and playing this the call that's played, that goes on the players. Like I saw a play that where they got a 16 or something yard run. 
or no, there was a crucial like you know third and like three. Mm. Linebacker was unblocked. He was guessing. Mm-hmm. So the running back, it was kind of inside zone. Everybody else was gapped out. So a gapped out means is you know the defensive lines are you know owning and holding their gap. There's another linebacker, you know, so it must have been like nickel defense or you know four down. Well, they just ran. He got he got caught guessing. Went left. Running back went right. You guess, you lose. The, the the milkman says this. He says so. Two questions. Uh, so are they not practicing right, or is it? And then he asks, is it the players or coaching? I don't know what. I mean, it's probably a combination of all three. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's. I know they work hard over there. I know that the coaches. You know that we've seen where the the scheme had worked at times last year mm-hmm. for pretty much ten out of the twelve games for sure. And then the other two games was still good enough to say winning football. Probably not the standard that the other 10, 10 games were, but good enough that they played winning defensive football last year. So you can't say, oh, well, it's scheme or coaching because you just seen it, right? You got a lot of inexperienced players, number one, that's never played before. You got a whole defense that's inexperienced that hadn't played together. So when you so you got to think last year, just say, for instance, when you add a Nick Heinrich to the starting lineup, and even Luke Reimer, you know, his first time being the guy, those two, that that transition is easy. One, they've been around, yeah, right for years. Number two, you had guys that've been around and been playing together. So any type of big mistakes like this were covered up because you had some erasers. You had two safeties back there that are going to race and come up and hit, right? Then you had a JoJo that could come in and get it, Stilly, and all those guys that had played. Now, conversely. Those two guys that were new last year that just got a lot of experience and played well, now they are jettisoned to being veterans. And now teams are scheming for them. They're scheming for Garrett Nelson. They're scheming for Luke Reimer, right? Um, and then you bring in Oshawn, they're going to scheme scheme for them. So now you need everybody else to really step up, right? And then you get now, you went from two safeties last year that played, started for at least two and a half, three years, right? And that's tons of practice reps. And it's just gives the it gives a defensive coordinator a ton of like leeway to call things because they can just figure it out right then you got two guys that hadn't played before buford played and then he got a little bit of dinged up last year came back played some miles farmer didn't play much last year so you got two and those crucial positions and then we got another corner so it's a combination of everything i just think that uh Right now, you know, the onion is pretty funky. And so you got to start peeling back some layers so you can get something that's not making your eyes water so much. So what the analogy of that is, we have to get back to basics, okay? Straight up basics. And for me, all that music at practice is off. Off. No more music. Is it? Is this is, is music at practice... You know, will we score seven more points or something or stop them from scoring seven points, it, you know, with music off last week? Probably not. But here's what, here's what I need. I need your 100% undivided attention. It's no different than, well, you you know, you're, you don't have kids, right? You know, me and DP, so we need to get after our, our kids and the TV's on and say they got their earbuds in or something like that. Oh, no, I'm hitting the light a couple times. Turn the TV off, take earbuds out, phone off. We are talking now, right? So I need that off. 
So we got to peel it back. We're going to start straight up at the basics. And you can do this in a week of a big game because I've been on teams that we, we, where we've done it. I've been on it where we flew all the way from Buffalo and we played the uh, San Francisco 49ers. And that's where they looked like they were moving in warp speed. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Garrison Hurst, Terrell Owens. Yeah. I mean, the boys were flying. And I was on my horse and I was like, hey, it just ain't our night. We got smoked 35 nothing. Okay, we flew back. We had meetings that that morning, and we went out and did a walkthrough, and it was some hard talks, right? That's what they need to do. We're getting back to basics, okay? This we're, we're hand placement. I want to know your assignment. I want to know DP's assignment. I want to know why you're doing it, and everybody has to get it right, okay? This isn't time to be on the sidelines talking about, you know, you're dancing around. Playtime's over, dude. Right? This ain't funny. This ain't funny games. So that's how we have got to get back to that right there. And then once we get everybody knows this one play, defense and scheme against multiple formations, then we're going to number two. But if we don't get it right with number one, we ain't going to number two. Right? So you so the tackling's poor and all. I ain't even got to that yet. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so we're not even getting on the field yet. Yeah. Okay. It, it might be a thing that the defense is practicing here, the offense is practicing over there, and we are doing this together. And I always say we have to do this. We don't have a Grant Wisham, Jason Peter, and Dominican Sue, Levante David, uh, Terrell Farley, or or uh, uh, Tom. We don't have that right now. What we have to do is win this together. So how we're going to do this? We are going to get down and we're going to get dirty together. You know, yeah, everybody can be mad, okay, and everybody can try to point the finger. But you know what? I'll use the old Bo Pelini. We need to start pointing the thumb, and that thumb goes right back to everybody else. And ain't nobody over there played good. We ain't done enough. What this shows me, you ain't sacrificed enough. Now, it could be accumulation of things. Would I be going about stuff a different way? Probably so. But, you know, they're at where they're at, you know, with a whole, like, unit, staff, coaches, and players. And they got to find a way to get, you know, they got to lock arms and try to figure it out. But we are getting back to basics. And I'm telling you, you know, we are peeling it back. If we got to go all the way back to – it's got to be a point. If if we have to run over cover four, that's what we're going to run. All game. Because they have too much talent, and I know the coaches have probably put up and put in more too much time defensively on the ball for them to go out there and play like this. I know T Fish, T Fish, right? First of all, I know T Fish as a player, so that tells me a lot about as a coach. All right, I know what he expects. They ain't meeting it. Okay, I know what Dawson and those guys do in the defensive for for the time that they put in and what they expect to you know scheme ups and stuff. It's not being executed. So then we just got to go back to – we just got to go step one, you know, and, and you got to hold your hand until you get out of your own way. You know, you guys are on, like, training wheels right now. You know, and then, and, and then once you kind of get past, like, you know, the basics of knowing what you're doing, okay, then we're going to warm up, and then you know what we're going to do? We're going to run all the – matter of fact, we're just going to run two plays. The two plays that killed us. I want to see you execute them, and we're going to run this thing over and over and over. And don't come over here and tell me that you got it. 
Don't come over here and tell me that you that dude. Don't walk around moping around. Nobody got time for that no more, man. You get what I'm saying? Individual feelings and stuff are out the door. We are at DEFCON 1. And I used to think DEFCON 5 was the worst. Mm. So somebody that worked in the in the uh, military and service, they was like, oh, no, you got it wrong. DEFCON 1 is what we, that's where we're at. We are on high red alert. Okay. And you know, Oklahoma's coming. So at this point in time, individual issues are out the door. This ain't time to be moping around. You got something, you got a problem. You know what I mean? Go to unity council, get it out on the table. Then we're done. Don't take that on the field. You got a problem with something that's going on, say it. And then you know what? Leadership deal with it. Right. Respectfully. And then let's get it together. Cause that's what happens when, you know, it, it, no, no, uh, championship season doesn't have turmoil. Okay. This is right. Right now, this is like spoiled milk. This is bad soil right now. Right. So now you need to infuse some good ingredients to get it. And sometimes to get to that, you have to really put stuff out on the table. If you don't, th- if I think like DP hasn't been in his playbook enough, I got to tell him, I need you to do better. We need you to do better. We need you to make tackles. We need you when you when you feel the alley. My, if I'm taking on a 300-pound lineman, 280 or whatever, and I'm in my gap and I need you to make that tackle, I need you to do it. I need it, okay? You want to know why I need it? Because we need it. We need it. You need it, right? Th- that's why we're doing all this, so you come down and make the play. It's you know, set up for you. It's set up for you. Then when you come down and make the play, then you might have to get in the way, you know, as of a, of a, of alignment. Then I have to make the play because we need the play. You get what I'm saying? There's too many guys out there that, that, that aren't understanding that type of concept. This is mental, man. When they step on the field, it's not, I am here to hunt. And hunt, and people think hunting is just we is just going out there and just think you look, man. These dudes are biting back, man. And 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 guess what? You got a big dog on the way to Lincoln. So uh, lots in play. Uh, Milkman, we, pre- we I did see that. Uh, it says, shouldn't we know the the, the basics when they leave camp? Jay Dillwood says we drop two interceptions on the final drive. Have to be clutch and make those plays. Uh, we will get to your text. Yeah, we will get to that. We'll we, get to we, the we, text. Get to, who is that right there? That's Jay Dillwood. Yeah, Jay Dillwood. I hope you're listening. I want to get to that point. Point. Yep. Uh, coming out of the the break. Yep. That's Jay Foreman, Husker Hall of Famer. We'll be right back. <laughs> 